listening to the Smells Like Middle Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson yeah, and buddy. Chris Clark. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time again. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world, welcome to episode 25 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. My name's Nick Stevenson, and as you can see, Christopher Clark is not sitting across from me. You know how many people just signed off right now? They're like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> nah, 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 because they noticed <laughs> that the legendary JT, a.k.a. DJ Mulatto, my baby brother Josh Stevenson, is in the building. Man, back What's again. going on, fella? Back again, once had to a, return. Once again, coming through in the clutch, bro. Um, yeah, I had to, had to, man. That's I don't what, know what's going on this season, bro. People don't want to fuck with me. Nah, I'm, man, it, it's not that, I brush my teeth, I put some deodorant on, like... man. Nope. I even trim my toenails down a little bit. I don't know what the fuck, man. It's just it's just life, man. Like you got to go through trial and error, and you got to sometimes deal with a little bit of adversity to get where mm-hmm. you're going. And it's just a test of you. That's you know true. what I'm saying? It's how do you handle That's it? That's true. It, it it can get you down, and it I can was... beat you up. Like man, why am I even doing this? Or I can inspire you. Be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna have a podcast so fucking dope. Ain't yeah. nobody gonna cast off me, <laughs> nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what I'm trying to get yeah, to. And I, I understand that things happen. And Robin, Robin, our guest who was supposed to be here today, I will give her credit. She did actually let me know in plenty of time yeah. that she wasn't gonna make it. And, and it that was helps, for right? a good reason. Now the problem is is that I didn't read her text message until like two <laughs> days later. Well, I be doing that all the time, boy. <laughs> and I text her up. I'm like, so is your husband coming with you? And she's like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It depends on what day we reschedule. I'm like, reschedule? Yeah, you missed that one. And she's like, Yeah, you might want to go back a few Man, a few I just days I just ago. had that happen. I almost got somebody fired, bro. Um, this dude had texted me and said, man, I don't feel good. I, I, I'm going home sick. Yeah. And I didn't, I missed that text message. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm like, man, this dude went home at 10 o'clock. So I'm calling my boss like, hey, man, I'm trying to call this dude. He's not answering the phone. He just took off. I'm yeah. like, man, we, I'm about to fire this dude. <laughs> he just left the field. Yeah. And like, I was like typing up the write-up information and everything, man. Yeah. And for some reason, I just looked at my phone and I was like, Man, hold up. <laughs> and I scrolled up, and this dude straight text me. And I was like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, so yeah. I've been there, man. It could be bad. So I was about to be all up in my feelings. I mean, I was still in my feelings a little bit, but it didn't really have anything to do yeah. with her. It just had to do with all the cancellations we've had. And yeah. I understand stuff happens. And if, if something serious comes up, like, yeah, and what sure. came up for her was unavoidable, I'm, I'm not going to be upset about that. But at the same time, like, people will need to understand it takes a lot of work. Sure. To prep for this, yeah, and to put an interview together, and to put sound together for maybe yeah. specific things that we wanted to do, and so we've just had—I mean, we did lemonade the day you came on because we—I just didn't know what to do. I literally got canceled on yeah. four hours before we recorded yeah. that episode. Yeah, and, and um, we we had never talked about how much goes into it, but I, what I did notice is when you were um, the last episode I watched where you had uh, Maddie's dance instructor on. Yeah. You had your information like, hey, I know where you graduated. I know. Yeah. yeah I, so yeah. I know you had to take time to talk to her to exactly. get to know her so you can know where the conversation is exactly. going. Exactly. So the I, mo- I know there's some prep work that goes yeah. into it. The most extensive interview preparation I did was for episode 16 with Caitlin, the domestic abuse that survivor. That was a good episode. I, the reason I, I prepared for that for like three, four days, man. And the reason yeah. I did that is because 
I wanted to treat that story with the respect that it deserved. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure I knew exactly how to lay it out yeah. so that it got told the right way. For and sure. so there's a, there's a lot of work that goes into it. I know on the outside looking in, people think we just turn on the mics and talk a bunch of bullshit, which, yeah. I mean, in, in a situation like this, this is exactly, exactly what we're about what we're to do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, we're going to make it happen, man. That's what, yeah, that's for what, sure. That's I'm happy you, you pulled up in the clutch, man. I, I know I can count on you, and that's... Yeah, That's man, awesome, man. I, I and come see this mansion I keep hearing about, man. I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm about to get kicked out tonight so I can come live with two, man. It's nice, man, bro. I'm happy just... for you, man. I know it's been a long journey. Yeah. And uh, if anybody knows that it's me. Yeah, for sure. It's inspiring sure. to me, especially to know that, you know, I just had a reset, a reboot in my life a mm-hmm. few years ago. And it's like, hey, man, the sky's the limit. As long as you put your head down and you keep yes, your sir. team, you keep your wife, you know, a good team with you, anything's possible. I'm proud Absolutely, of you, man. man. I appreciate it. Inspiring. And what you have to realize, bro, is we've lived a lot of life, but we're still young, especially yeah. you. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to be 37 next year. But yeah. in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah. because we got started so early, yeah. we had a little bit of time yeah. to slip up and have to hit that reset button. Yeah. That's why I, I never panicked, man. When once I was determined, like, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and I'm fortunate enough to have a woman by my side who we made a plan together and we executed it. You know, we talked about a couple episodes though. It's really important to stay humble, man. I don't forget where I've been. I don't forget the times I had to come sleep on your couch. I don't forget the times I was bouncing around on my friend's couch. I mean, that was real life shit, man. The the person I am today was molded through those experiences. And I tell my kids, like, we became a family in a three-bedroom house in a neighborhood that was, you know, all the houses that are 40, 50 years old. Like, if we didn't become a family before we got here, none of this stuff would really matter, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's just material. So, yeah, that's all it is, it's stuff. And we went through that growing up because there was one point in our life where, where, where mom and dad had seemingly got their stuff together financially. Mm-hmm. And you seen more than I did of their financial struggles yes. more than I did. My memories start coming in when they started probably turning the On the corner, come up, right? Yeah. But even at that house, I don't remember that house ever feeling like a home. I was just talking to Carla about this. I have more memories with the Sapskis, my aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. and them than I do with yeah. young age mom and dad. They were I just were always working, always working, always mm-hmm. working. And I, I would always remember this that I don't remember those hours work. Yeah. I don't remember those paychecks. They might have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to Six Flags. Yeah. With the Sapskis. I remember events, somebody, you know, and I don't remember too much us going bowling as a family. It was always just me and you mm-hmm. or our own thing. And yeah, we didn't do a lot of it. The house didn't make it a home. And exactly. I'm happy that y'all got the the house y'all got the home put together before yes. you got the house. Yes, and that was and that's 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 what's up, man. That's that was the most important thing for me, man. And you know, kids don't understand what it took for us to get here. No, They're no. happy because oh, we got a big house and yeah, we got no, nice. You we know, we didn't get it though either. We were the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah. climbing, hanging from like <laughs> we had footprints all man, down the wall, jumping. Bro, off the stairs, I was thinking bro. about we this because out. I'm a homeowner now. I was yeah. thinking about it now. Mom and daddy was renting. Bro, we, we fucked took- that house up. Bro, we would like just do random shit. We'd be like, hey, uh, let's have a home run derby with golf balls in the living room. Just started hitting golf balls. Bro, bro, hey, bro. remember we used to play basketball in the living room <laughs> with no ball? Like, are bro. we no goal? We'd just be throwing the ball up against the door we jam. We used to snowboard down the stairs yes. and shit. Like, and, and break like the, the banister. I remember it being black. 
from our hands. Like we were just kids. Like we just had to touch that wall. Going Bro, down we look like we live in a crack house. Remember when we were sliding down the <laughs> stairs in the basket? Yeah, yeah. And my foot went through the sheetrock. Oh man, mom. We, to- <laughs> we, we talked about place I up. get it. I get it now. I watched yeah. a meme the other day of like when your kids are grown and it was his mom and dad. They just go to the yeah. house. They're like throwing ice on the floor and turn <laughs> lights on. And that's for real. Because like, as kids, you just don't get it. You don't realize that grind. Like my kids are babies. Logan, when spilled- I get there, they're gonna they're not gonna realize the grind that it yes. takes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Logan spilled some water on the tile the other day. I thought I was gonna go upside his fucking head because now, bro, like. First of all, we this is ours. If yeah. something break here, I gotta yeah. fix it. I gotta pay for it, or I gotta fix it myself. Yeah. And you don't realize that shit when you're a kid, man. Like, nah. it's you just, probably don't even realize. You like, it's a different attitude as an adult too, because when you're renting, you're kind of yeah. like a little I'm bit like, more I'm like, a, man, I ain't about to fix this shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you bring yeah. your ass over here. Yeah. Go, hey, go no, I'm, <laughs> I'm counting pennies like a motherfucker. I'm over here like, yeah. hey, hey. You better yeah. make that toilet stop running. Turn yeah. the water off. Like, yeah. little bitty shit, man. Yeah. But now you wish you would have got a, got you a little rent house to rent out to somebody else. Shit. <laughs> That's what they do. They get those rent houses to go and take care of the finances they have for yeah. their house. Yeah. But yeah. we're blessed, man. And I try really hard, man. I want us to stay humble. For sure. And um, it's... That's the biggest I, thing. I said in, in, in... Never get cocky and shit. Yeah, I said two episodes ago, in the moment, especially, dog... We grew up in Lamarck, Texas City, bro. When when you were born, when mama was pregnant with you, we was living in a not a double wide trailer, just a regular ass fucking trailer. Sometimes that poor that little kid is still inside of you, man. So when I walk in and I go sit in my jacuzzi tub and got, you know, fucking marble counters and all that bullshit, like that little poor kid in you, you start wanting to flex and shit, but then yeah. you, you got to Bring stay me humble. Bring some grapes. <laughs> <laughs> How about eating grapes in the jacuzzi tub? <laughs> you know, but, yeah. you know, you got to stay humble. You, you got to stay humble. That's, that's why a, I wanted that's, to do that That's episode. really what society encouraged us to do. But coming from our neighborhoods that we came from, and even when we were in Houston, we were living in the best circumstances, but people get a little bit of money and they flex. Yeah. But it's not long-term money. It's not real Dog. money. The, the guy I met, one of, one of the person I met is a millionaire. He wears Wrangler jeans every day and white Fruit of the Loom shirt. And when I asked him, like, why do you know, like, hey, you know, you got money, like, why don't you, you know? And his yeah. response was, I don't care if you know I got money. I know I got money. You know <laughs> exactly. And it's like, okay. Like, and that's how he keeps bread, it. Like, yeah. you ain't on Facebook and Instagram flexing <laughs> exactly. your bread. You're like, hey, I don't want nobody to know I got this bread. Exactly. I was like, man, I'm trying to Dog. get that bread, bro. So do you remember, I, you were really young when we moved from Lamarck, Texas City, up to Bear Creek. I yeah, don't know I how well Bear you Creek. remember that. But I dog, we down here to visit, bro. We felt like we was moving on up when yeah. we moved to Bear Creek, and what's funny, bro, because like Copperfield was just getting built. All that stuff was new back then. This was yeah. before this was, was nineteen ninety. <laughs> yeah, this was nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. What's funny about that is when we moved back in two thousand six, and me and Maddie's mom were looking for a place to live. I was like, let me show you where I used to live. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. I was like, I'm gonna take. I was taking her over to Glen Karen in Bear Creek. I was yeah, like, let me show you where I used to live. People getting Bro. shot. <laughs> Dog. Okay, we're, we're back. So somehow I stopped recording. <laughs> Damn, bro. In the middle of my story. I was yeah. trying to tell you yeah. that when we came back from California, I was like trying to flex and like, you know, because 
Chelsea's family had money, right? Yeah, yeah, so I was like, sure they did. man, let me show y'all where we used to live. Yeah. So we roll up to Glen Cairn. Yeah, so to prove, because we were broke and bone down. Yeah, so like, I ain't been broke my whole life. Hey, I used, I used to do it being too. Yeah, I was I like, you. let me show you. So I pull up to Glen Cairn, and I shit you not, there's this motherfucker straight up getting jumped by like 10 people, and there's graffiti all over the wall, and I'm driving through slow. And you said it before, it looked like Back to the Future when he went back to 1985 and Hell Biff yeah. done fucked everything up. Yeah. And I was like, man. Yeah. And Chelsea's looking at me like, I thought you said this was a nice neighborhood. Yeah. And that's sad, bro. There's a lot of places like that. Palmdale. Uh, yes. Where we used to stay. Palmdale. Uh, Lancaster was like the come up when it we used got to be. there. Yeah. And I, I've heard terrible stories. I, I, I'll be watching First 48. They're like, oh, coming from Palmdale. I'm like, what? Palmdale? Exactly. I, mean, um, I think they had First 48. What's Palmdale? that little boy who they did the Netflix special on? The one whose parents beat him to death. Oh, shit. I was in Palmdale. I try not to watch shit like that. But yeah. Yeah. That, I believe it, bro. I was in Palmdale. They, they were uh, abusing him for like everybody, years. The, like you said, everybody from LA came down there. No, no offense to LA, but you know. Yeah. R.I.P. Nipsey, R.I.P. Kobe, but then y'all brought, tore up Palmdale. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they brought they brought the hood with them. Yeah, they say sure. you can take the person out the hood, but you can't take yeah. the hood out the person. Well, yeah. they just brought the hood with them. That's yeah. all they did. But the kids, but, to your, your 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 point, you were talking about, you know, the kids appreciating that that grind. That's they, why I want to ever see that. Like even though they moved from the other house, like mm-hmm. you remember when we were kids, it was just hey, we're just. Where are we going? Like it didn't matter yeah, if it was yeah. good or bad. We're just like, hey, where, where are we going to tear some shit up? We're just gonna go break some shit. Yeah, dog. You know but like me, I had an emotional connection to the house we just left. Yeah. That's where me and Whitney got married. Like that's where True. that's what the first house True. we lived in when Maddie came to live with us. So yeah. like, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. When I was sweeping up the last few pieces of got dust out of the house, man, I started getting emotional. My kids was like, man, fuck this house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> they were like, come on, y'all, let's bro. <laughs> Had the money, y'all. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I and know. I was like, bro, like we became a family here. And yeah. I understand. And that's why, bro, when you when you showed me that video of our little cousin when you gave him that used Xbox and how emotional and appreciative he was, I wanted Logan to watch that shit, dude. Yeah. Cause I'm like, bro, that's what it looks like when you ain't got shit. Yeah. Somebody gives you a secondhand yeah. Xbox and a shoebox. And yeah. you want to, you end up in tears because yeah. that's what it's like, dog. He, he yeah. takes so much for granted. And you should show that video. I don't know if you can play that video at some point, uh, but for y'all who don't know what he's talking about, um, just recently, I have a little cousin. Yeah, I'm gonna play it. He's uh, he, he's still playing Xbox 360. For you guys who don't know, it's probably about <laughs> about to be two generations old, and he was yeah. getting some heckling from the kids in the neighborhood. Kids are mean, you know, bro. Laughing because he was playing wasn't playing the newest console. A lot of his friends had the the newest Xbox. He couldn't play with them. So they were, his parents were interested in getting him one. I had one, and we ended up putting one. Like it's hard, hard to find right now. So I was like, you know what? I called him. I said, hey, if you know, you don't mind, we can put together a, a package deal. You know, we're throwing some games, with controllers. We'll get him the whole yeah. setup. And Ileana's idea was, hey, let's put it in the shoebox. School. He just started homeschool. Right. So like, let's put it in the shoebox, and we wrap it up. And you can tell how you not used to getting wrapped gifts. He is because he's like, his mom. He's like, man, how do you know how to rap? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, kids be honest, bro. Like he just kind of, yeah, I didn't yeah. know how to rap. And then to see him open it, and he looks at his mom, and he immediately goes for his eyes because he's trying to be tough in front yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to be tough. I know he wants to cry, and yeah. his response goes is, "Let me hold on, hold on. Let wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm not hallucinating." <laughs> like it just felt. It was, yeah, dude. Man, I checked on the next day. He was playing Red Dead Redemption. Like he was, yeah. just like, and he was so happy. But dog, man. like when you ain't never had nothing. 
I love my children, man, yeah. but they don't fucking know what that's like. Yeah. And because even yeah. it's a it's a dog, even yeah. when me and Whitney were struggling, we wasn't struggling like yeah. we were struggling back in the day. Like yeah. when we were struggling, like, oh, you guys got to eat McDonald's tonight because yeah. we ain't made groceries yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't, we're not going to have money for groceries till tomorrow. So y'all going to have to eat out tonight. Like. That's the struggle. That's yeah. not struggling, bro. Yeah. Like you got money to go eat out, eat like corn, eating cornbread, <laughs> milk, and sugar. Nigga. That's the struggle. That's what what he he <laughs> the syrup sandwich. That's the fucking yeah. struggle, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is it's like, how do you, how do you do that? Like the whole point of the grind that you put in is so your kids don't have to experience what That's you went through. That's so it's true. like you want them to have the appreciation you have, but they'll never. But you, you're giving them the life that you're wanting they'll never to give. Really them. Fully so it's like, it. it's like. A double-edged sword. Like, yeah. hey, what are you going to do? Just, hey, I'm, I'm, I got money, but I'm going to live broke. So, <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. it might be a good idea. Like, like to, straight up, like, when they turn 18, just put them in, like, a, a, a roach and fix it apart. Everybody, y'all got to live here for a year before y'all come live with us. Like, like Oh, shit, up, man. I don't know, bro. It's, yeah. it's a good point you make because yeah. you're absolutely right. The reason we grinded and we hustled was to give them the best – chance to succeed on their own correct you know they got a place that they don't have to worry about oh man mom and daddy couldn't keep the lights on or we couldn't yeah. keep the gas on yeah. like they got a place to lay their head and yeah. sleep shower they got a place to do yeah. their schoolwork. they got internet they got everything they need man yeah. what it is is you have to try your best to teach them without them experiencing it and you have to talk about hard to do it, it is hard to do i i do it a lot and I don't know that it's sunk in. Be like, man, you know how it is. And Logan be like, I'm about to go, <laughs> I'm about to go play my Xbox. <laughs> like, for real, you know, like, but and I'll. I'm about to go make though, it rain on these girls at the playground, right? It's, how do you yeah. how do you balance that? Like coming from the coming from urban communities, coming from poverty, you look at people and you get made fun of. I remember yeah. very vividly growing up, like, oh, his daddy bought that. That's daddy bought. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's what's supposed to happen. If your grandfather yeah. buys a piece of land and your father builds a house yeah, and you inherit that house, yeah, you might not ever know what it was like to work as hard as your grandfather. Yeah. But he put in that work for you. Yeah. And if you think so about it, anybody from the outside saying, oh, that's daddy bought, that's grandpa bought, it's, they're bad because their daddy didn't do shit. Yeah. And ain't leaving with nothing. So here's the, because, you know, I think about that when, when daddy, when our daddy's listening back to this. Yeah, yeah, he's probably yeah, like, yeah, fool, yeah, yeah. we had 17 people in one house, in a yeah, one yeah, bedroom yeah. house. Like, it's always, yeah, yeah, yeah. They went <laughs> so, through way worse than we could imagine, exactly. even though we think, we, and yeah, I'm, I got you. I'm, and I'm going to give pops all the credit in the world. Like, he busted his ass yeah. to pull himself out of that. And he had, you know, he worked his way to to the point where I would, you know, we were comfortable. When we was like when we was living in Palmdale, bro, we was comfortable. Like it wasn't really no struggle. Yeah, but like I said earlier, it wasn't no family either. That's true. It was just us in a big house. It was it just felt empty. I remember like mom coming home, but go her own way. Dad come home, go his own way. And we would just yeah. be outside. Yeah. That's true. It was never like Hey, like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. It was just like, oh, hey, time to do some religious stuff. So everybody comes <laughs> to the table and everybody sit at the table like, man, I want to get the hell away from this table because I ain't, I yeah. ain't fuck with y'all all week. <laughs> leave me alone. Like, nigga, I'm trying to play. For real. <laughs> like, leave me alone, bro. I know, dog. Like, yeah. we was tighter with the neighbor's parents yeah. than we was with our own parents yeah. at one point. Well, they would just treat us I, like I kids. got a lot of, yeah, I got a, I got a lot of different perspective once I became a parent. For sure. 
and I had to go through For the sure. shit that I went through, like it it made me change my perspective on a lot of things. And Almost everything for me. Yeah. On a lot. Because I understood that being a parent, like no nobody's perfect. And you just deal with there's stuff that you deal with, like we said a little bit earlier. Your kids just don't understand and they don't know about. Yeah. All you can do as a parent is do the very best you possibly can. And you know you're not going to be perfect. And you just hope you give yeah. your kids enough to they do a little bit better when they have kids. Yeah. And as each generation gets further, you just hope they do better and better. That, that's definitely what you said right there, man. Hit home for me. Because, um, you know, I don't know if anybody listening to this can relate to it. But at one point in time, my parents, as a young, as a kid who really doesn't understand life, had presented themselves to the point where at one point I'm being dead ass honest with you. I don't know if you ever had this conversation, but I believe that they were perfect. Yeah. I believe that they didn't make mistakes. Not sarcastically. Yeah. I've really thought that only kids make mistakes. Right. And they were the police of us. And they, right. they, they whoop our ass. They tell us what to do because they don't do wrong. Right. And once I found out they do wrong, it broke my heart. Yeah. I felt betrayed. I felt lied to. I felt bitterness. I felt anger. I blamed them for everything. And all that changed Liciana was born. Right. And I was like, holy shit, like nothing changed from yesterday to today. There wasn't like some magical spirit that came over <laughs> me. It was like, all right, dude, now you're perfect. Like, no, I could still yeah. fuck up. I could make a bad decision. I could make a bad choice. Yeah. I could do something that affects this child's life easily, right. very easily. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to let a lot of shit go. Yeah. Because they didn't have a, just like we always say, there's, hey, there's no book on how to do this. Nobody handed them a book. Right. And when we talk shit about hey, how shit was, but at the end of the day, they did the best they could. I love them both. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have our differences sometimes, yeah. but at the end of the day, I'm not knocking them. I'm just at this point, I'm like fully focused I'll on tell trying you to what, raise my kids. I'll and I want them what, to have a relationship with their grandparents. Whenever, whenever shit hit the fan, at least for me, I never had any trouble going and say, hey, mama, hey, daddy, like, I need y'all. Like, it wasn't a situation, you know, when I was living at home. I know you... You know, when I left, you were still pretty young. But when I was living at home, like, whatever, no matter what our differences were, at one time, me and mom were really close from a young, young age. And when I became a teacher, teenager. Damn, damn you became a teacher. You ain't tell me. <laughs> I became a teenager. That kind of, you know, that yeah. changed. And then as I was a young adult, you know, our relationship patched up again. For sure. But when it boiled down to it, they took care of us, like, we may not have been they as close. The we might not have do, but if we needed anything, they had it yeah. for us. And I know sometimes they probably had it, and they, they might have had to pull it out of their ass somewhere. But if we needed something, they had it for us. And I, I'm forever grateful for that. I, I feel like I really didn't ask for much. No, but what we I'm needed, saying what we, we had, needed, yeah, we had. Yeah. What we needed. You we definitely had, weren't not about, not about, No, we were not. But we definitely. I will say you was a whole lot more comfortable asking for shit than I ever was. Yeah, when but, you was a young kid. Pull up on a stranger, be like, "Hey, will you buy me this? Yeah, but that <laughs> can you buy me this toy?" And, and my aunt Vivian, shout out Aunt Vivian, spoiled me. Yeah, aunt Vicky, spoiled me. That's true. It wasn't like mom and dad were just buying me all kind of stuff. No, 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 no. I'm saying they would like spoil me. Everybody else, you would ask. Like mom and daddy wasn't buying you nothing, but they everybody else shit. Was, like, everybody else was. They were though. buying me shit because they felt sorry. They're like, "Damn, this little boy don't never get shit." <laughs> I'm over here laughing like Papa. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to talk about was our dynamic growing up because I, I hinted at it on an off script and I hinted, I hinted at it uh, in episode seven when you came on the All in the Family episode. Like That was a good episode, man. I, I really enjoyed Dude, I can listen back to that now and still laugh at shit we was talking about. Yeah, for sure. But when I look back at us growing up 
and I kind of talked about this with Taylor when she was here last week because her sister is a dancer just like her. And now she's a little bit more into cheer, but like she loves doing everything her sister does. And my experience growing up is a lot of younger siblings want to try to be the exact opposite of who their older sibling was. And I thought that that was a cool dynamic between them. And I was thinking about it, bro. And I was like, when you were really young, I remember there was a time you worshiped the fucking ground I walked on, bro. Like, I remember, you know, because I wanted to be the next boys to member. I remember you used to actually, like, try to sing with me. I was like, come on, Josh, we're going to start a singing group. Yeah. And, like, you would actually sing with me. You had no interest, really, in doing that shit. But, like. It was, yeah, it was just what you were doing. It was what I was doing, yeah. you know. And um, as I started being really fucking mean to you and treating you like an asshole, like, you kind of started going your own way, like, trying to write your own path. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember we was living in Palmdale. That one time we decided to pull up to Demetrius's house, but we was wearing each other's clothes. Like I put your shit on and you put my shit on. I do remember that. I think we did it a couple times. Actually. Yeah, I put on like you put on my here in Texas you put too. on my turtleneck and my fedora and shit, and yeah. I put on your hoodie and your backwards cap. Yeah, I and, thought uh, it was a little hood. So. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember like I think that moment made me realize because when I saw you portraying who you pictured me as. And then I was like, I sat there and I, I was like, man, like Josh is really, really trying hard not to be me. And we're really different. The two personas. Once yeah. you put on my clothes, you're like, <laughs> man, we're really different here. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't was, wear this shit outside. But it also <laughs> made me think of the time, yeah. like when you were constantly, like you wanted to do whatever I was doing. And I was like, man, did I, did I fuck him up that hard, bro? Because I remember you used to love playing basketball with me and we talked about it. In the, in the episode seven, dog, I was hard as fuck on you, dog. I, like, and I, like, you was seven, and I was yeah. 14, and yeah. I thought I was pretty nice when I was 14, and, like, that was the time I could have been coaching you up and Correct. making you feel better and, like, helping you with your game, but I was just, like, and it made me realize, man, when I was 14, like, I had zero patience, and I can admit, like, I was a fucking asshole, and it probably hurt our relationship because by the time I went off and started my own family and then that fell apart, uh, I remember when me and Maddie's mom first split up and just feeling so fucking alone because, you know, I, I've admitted this. I talked about it. Like, there's some shit that I did to fuck that up. You know, I got emotionally attached to somebody, you know, I and I tried to justify it by like, oh, well, I didn't cheat on you, but, you know, what woman is going to, not feel bad about her man saying he feels a certain type of way about someone else. So I realized I fucked that up, but I felt so alone because the the weird dynamic about that is Madeline's uh, mother, her family was kind of like taking my side when it came to us staying together. And my family was kind of like, man, I was fucked up what Nick did. And so like, I remember Chelsea used to roll down to Texas city and Lamarck and fuck with John. I'd be sitting in my apartment by myself and like dog, that shit hurt so bad. And I remember she went to like the movies with y'all or something. And I was sitting in my fucking apartment, like thinking about blowing my fucking brains out. And I remember thinking to myself in that moment, like, dog, did I, did I hurt Josh that bad? He's cool with it. He wouldn't even feel no type of way about me sitting in here thinking about how I want to die. And he's out chilling with yeah. my baby mama, you know, and y'all didn't know that at the time I started thinking to myself, like, man, I must've really fucking hurt Josh yeah. for, during that time, it was it was messed up. And the and cool thing that for for y'all who don't know this, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, mm -hmm. this podcast has opened up the door for us to talk about it because it's really not shit we've really talked about. 
Yeah, we really and, haven't um, too often. During that period we, we, of time, I I remember being like, really, I, I remember being like really frustrated with you. Yeah. I think you had came to visit. We had got into it at Celeste's house. We was getting into it a lot at that time, bro. And I, was just I don't like, know if you, you were remember. Doing some shit, I was doing some shit. I don't know if you remember, but you would try to fight me once a year for like five yeah. years. Yeah, we <laughs> like you wanted to go outside and fight for I like five years straight. When, when you called me, which is which is great. Even when we lived at 8th, you know, we really didn't talk. No. We would go to our room. Hey, man, what's up? We play yeah. a game together. Maybe we, like, we, were, we weren't having no real yeah. talk conversations. You kind of had your own we, life. We scrapped a couple of times. Oh, though. yeah. <laughs> but you, 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 you like open my door and be like, hey, Josh, where's your remote? And I'm like, there's people climbing through my window, bringing beer and stuff. I'm like, nigga, get out of my room. And like, you go to your room and, and I come over and, and you got people coming through your window. And I'm like, yeah, we just yeah. kind of doing our own thing. And um, I remember when you called me for that job at A to Z. Yeah. I was like so caught off guard that you called me. I was like, wow, like, at that point, it sounds fucked up, and I'm not even trying to hurt your feelings, but I'm going to just be all the way real. It's almost like when you called me, I was like, oh, shit, Nick, like, damn, I haven't talked to this, this guy in forever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even know how you were doing. I didn't even know you were working at A to Z. I didn't really know anything yeah. about your life at that time. Yeah. And when I went to got that job, I think that was the first step of us making some men. Yeah, for sure. And dealing with each other every day. For sure it was. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, dog, because, you know, when I got that job, I thought that I was on the come up. And the first, when George, shout out George. Um, hey, shout out George Manrique. That George, George hey. Manrique changed my fucking life, dude. Yeah. Like, even though. And we're going to have a, uh, what is He it? said he's coming on the show. A honorary mention for Carlos and Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, George said he's coming on the show, man. We'll, we'll have to tell the story. Yeah. But when he gave me that job. That'd be at, awesome. If George comes out, Z, I want to come, bro. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I want to come. For, for sure. Him. So he gave me a job delivering tires, bro. George was an awesome guy to give people yeah. opportunities. And, um, you know, I had been doing little odd jobs. I worked like temporary FedEx. I didn't have a steady job. So he. You were always doing something different, bro. Yeah, Every get, time I seen you, you had a new job. I'm like, man, my, I'm like, man, my brother don't have a job. He, he be coming over here in costumes. Like, he like, yeah, man, I work at McDonald's. I work at FedEx. I work here. I'm like, man, this dude ain't got yeah, no job. Yeah, so he gave me this job, and, you know, a lot of people look down on a warehouse worker, right? Like, I'm warehouse at worker. At that time, that was the best job I ever had. I, I, I started hustling, grinding, and I think George appreciated what I was doing. He's like, hey, man, we need another guy if you know anybody. And you was the first person I thought of, bro, because I don't remember what you was. I think you was you was just got let you just got let go of McCree, huh? No, I got let go of McCree, and I started. Uh, I was probably for like almost a year delivering liquor at Specs. That's right. But it was a real loose atmosphere. But I wasn't making no money. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had a baby at home. Yeah, I had a newborn, little baby. That's right. At home. It was Specs. Yeah, I was. At so Spex. that's when I called you because I, I was like, hey, man, like nine laws now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we weren't making shit. I was at getting a, to a ton of overtime. Yeah, but we was making like fourteen dollars. Yeah, but there. from nine. Yeah, but when I see that check, I was like, George came to me. He was like, "Hey, the check's right." I was like, "Hey, we good, we good." And I took a truck home. It yeah. was like two ninety. I was like, "Man, he give me a truck." And uh, yeah, and I, I actually, man, shout out Frank, shout out Lenny, shout out all the all the homeboys. Man, over there, shout Z, out man. everybody, man. It's uh, not A to Z no more, but I'm always gonna call yeah. it A to Z. Hold it down, man. That was, <laughs> those were some of the funnest moments in my life. And honestly, yeah. like I said, for us, it was a opportunity. It was. Hey, shout out that boy Hino. <laughs> oh baby, oh baby. <laughs> shout out Hino, so, man. So uh, because we used to carpool together, yeah, and so right around that time was. Like, it was funny, bro. It was like, 
you and you and your baby's mama, who you were married to at the time, y'all was like, yeah, y'all was good yeah. at that point for a little bit. And well, I was. We always had our ups and downs. Like I, right. like I talked about before, I will, being a husband. And then y'all had journey. that downslide where y'all yeah. broke up. And it me, was during that time. I thought I was doing good, and yeah. then like you started, like we kept doing this in our relationships. Like when yeah. shit started going okay for you, yeah. this shit started getting fucked up for me. I'm not. No, no, I'm not. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> say, remember, no, but all I'm saying is like when my shit started falling apart. Yeah. This time around, you and I were a little bit closer to where, like I said, we man, I came, I came, slept on your couch one time, and we, and we was talking about stuff, and you was giving me advice that I probably should have yeah. listened to, but yeah. I remember what you're talking about. We got to the point where I could pull you aside and I'll be like, "Hey, bro, something, something's not something right. Something not right with this." Something's not clicking. Be like, "Hey, man, you tripping? Like, are you wouldn't tell me you're tripping? No, you what were just I was like, "Hey, you know what? Thanks for the advice, but what's my little brother? I think you're at that point. Like, what's my little brother gonna tell me?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my little brother at yeah. the end of the day. Well, we got yeah. to the point. It was a point in time like, we would have never had that you know, conversation. Yeah, that's true. But it wasn't just that you were my little brother, bro. It was I knew that you and I saw relationships completely different. True. Like, because if you think about your maturity level at that time and what you was doing in your own relationship, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it wasn't so much that's that you human were, nature. Yeah. It was not always the best. And I here's the thing, dude. You can talk to people to their blue in the fucking face until yeah. they figure it out for themselves. I, I'm not gonna put anybody on blast, but I remember the first time you was like, "Hey man, something not right," and I'm like, "This, this dude, like, it did not enter my mind. Like, I was like, this dude's crazy. Like, we're good, you know." I had no clue. Worry it about it your wasn't. Own self. It wasn't until I found out for myself. Like, you sometimes you got to touch that fire yeah, to learn. I've been there, and so that's why I was like, you know, that's the best way to find out. Yeah, but I mean, but we did start getting closer. Then have, there are a lot of conversations we didn't have. But as I've gotten older, bro, I've learned to to pick your battles and just let shit go and learn what's important. That's why, like on this show, we don't bicker about stupid shit that don't matter. Because at the end of the day, I, I know you, I know you know this, and I know this about you. If anything happened, bro, you call me anytime. Like, hey man, I need to pull up. Can I stay for the night? Come on, it's not even a question, bro. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't even have to call. Hey, you could just pull up to my house and be like, that hey shit man, it's happened before. Yeah, like, hey man, I need yeah. to come stay. And if you needed anything, if I got it, I'm. I'm, I'm going to help you. And I know it's the, the same way. Th that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. I think I've said it to you before, dog. I, I don't know if I've actually said it to you. Like, I feel I am genuinely sorry for the way that I treated you when we were kids. And all I can say to you is that I was a kid. I was immature. Uh, I had no patience. You know, Sometimes I think that I've been the same person my whole life. But when I really, really think back, like, yeah, I haven't been this. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been the same person my whole I was not always. I do it, too. A very kind person like i tell my son now i'm like bro the way you treat your sisters the way you treat your mama like that's going to be a reflection of how you treat your wife your girlfriend you know whatever comes along later your animals your pets like the relationships you build in this home are gonna be a reflection and show other people who may want you to be a part of their life well let me see how he treats his mama let me see what his relationship with his sisters are. at least if it's a young lady who's smart and got her head on straight and she's looking for a good man, she's going to look at stuff like that. And I tell him all the time, like, it's your job to protect your younger siblings. And I think I'm even his sister, who's a year older than him, but still like he's if, she's if, still a woman. She's man. a woman. Yeah, like it's his, he, his, his job is to protect them and be in a position where they trust him to come to him. Like, I, I don't know if I put you in a situation where you felt like you could trust me if some shit ever went down. And that's why when shit was going down in your life, that you probably should have been able to pull up to me and be like, hey, man, I need some help with this or I need advice. Like, I didn't know about it. 
I was busy doing my own shit, yeah. you know. And I went, so I went through I, some dark times during that I, time. And I don't, you know me, I don't live with a lot of regrets, but that is, I, I think I've said this before, that is one of the things I regret. But if I'd have done it any different, we would not have ended up to where we are right now. Right. And I feel like. That's how I feel about everything. I life. don't see you all the time. When I do see you, it's like we pick up like we, like we've been chilling every day. Yeah. And it's always going to be that yeah. way. I and wish I could see you more. I want to make that happen. But I do like where our relationship is at yeah. this point. I would say I respect you as a man. I respect you as a father. I know you respect me. And any animosity I may have held toward you in the past is gone. And I hope you could say the same. Yeah. If not, we could work it out here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your, Bail and skull. You know, your apology. Skull bone. You know, I, 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 me looking back at one point in time, that apology probably, not that, not that it doesn't matter now, would have been like a lot, meant a lot to me. But yeah. at this point, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. And mm-hmm. the fact that we're here now, fuck how we got here. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, that's right. how I see it. Because that's the way my life's been. I'm not going to be like, uh, I wish just like, that's just a negative mentality. Right. Anybody can take any situation and find everything negative about it. Let's take some positives out of it, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, we weren't the closest. We, we weren't the nicest. We we didn't probably do the traditional brother to brother. Hey, let's work on cars together. Let's go talk to girls together. Let's yeah. go do. We didn't have that traditional. Yeah. And at one point in time, I was point in time when I was really emotional about that. Yeah. I used to have my friends that are brothers and do stuff, and I'd be like, "Damn, man! Like, I don't. I wish I had that." And yeah. I fell into the trap of making people. Oh, that's my bro. Oh, that's my. Bro. And getting back stabbed in the back. Yeah, and yeah. at the end of the day, even if trying you weren't to create close, family. you weren't ever trying to hurt me. Right. You weren't ever trying to throw me under the bus. You might have been like, man, that's that's his dumb ass. He's on his <laughs> oh, he did that stupid shit. He's gotta deal with it. But at the end of the day, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. And um, so at the end of the day, man, like you just gotta move forward and and learn from everything that, that takes place in life. And for sure, man. As long as we make the best, yesterday's yesterday's done and over with. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So it's up to me and you, you know, uh, yeah, to, to do that shit. I, I'm proud of the man you become. We come a long way, a long way from the Buzz Lightyear show, yeah, a long a way fun. from Boo Boo Radio. That was a fun day. You know, <laughs> we, invented, fun time, we, we invented freestyle comedy, bro. Like, the whole wild thing out. Like, I mean, that I don't... stuff is rehearsed. <laughs> like, we would literally just hit record yeah. and go. Commercials. I remember but here's the deal, dog. Like, me and you have a very immature sense of humor. Yeah. Well, like, we, were we kids. Could, we but no, we could sit here right now and do yeah, a boo boo radio, yeah, and funny. we would still be laughing at that shit. Yeah, and I'm 37 years old. I got a kid who started high school today. If, if, <laughs> if two adults that have never seen your show turned on the show and just two guys doing boo radio, they're like, "Man, these guys are idiots." But the fact that the, <laughs> the people know that it's something we did as kids, yeah, yeah and you yeah. can put yourself in a kid's perspective. If you still want to be like, that, "That's stupid," you're just an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like two kids, we have a dog. Like, when you're, a kid, I don't care I don't how care old you are, are, bro. Boo boo is funny. Yeah, and if you say, especially like when you put the echo on and you turn up all the effects, you're like, dookie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just hilarious. Like, now yeah. I was like, as an adult, you're like, hey, yeah. guys, cut that out. That's immature. Right. But as kids, man, like, the fact that, forget that it was called Boo Boo Radio. Forget that it was the Buzz Lightyear show. <laughs> it's the fact that we could sit there and talk. We would have a news update, traffic. Talk about commercials, back to back. We had no idea what those commercials were gonna be. Yeah. Like, hey, you take a turn, <laughs> I take a turn. You take a turn, yeah. I take a turn. It was, was uh, like, it was creativity, yeah. man, yeah. at its finest. And regardless of, you know, what the maturity level was, like yeah. we was being creative, and that's why I talked about <laughs> in one of my off scripts. Like I always had that creative gene where I wanted to do something 
to entertain. And that's yeah. why when I finally started this podcast, I felt like, like, man, I'm in my element. The the day my firstborn, Maddie, was born, yeah. we was in the CVS parking lot yeah. <laughs> doing a boo-boo radio show yeah. waiting for her. That's because I remember how I, <laughs> as, that started. We we hadn't did it in forever. Yeah. And um, I had that karaoke machine at the house, and I made a little tape, and I showed it to you. And you thought it was so fun. You were like, dude, put record on. We had a yeah. little tape recorder. You're like, man, put that on. Remember you had that little digital you. recorder. Yeah. Well, I had that one, and then I had the one with the little, you know, you put the tape in, close it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had the, the little record button. Yeah. And we were passing it back and forth, and then you were like, <laughs> excuse me, ma'am. I remember you looking up to somebody started talking. They are looking at us like, man, what the hell? And were, I was just dying laughing in the car. Like, man, I can't believe. It was just like. It's one of those things that if you've heard the Boo Boo Radio or if you heard Buzz Lightyear show, you know it. It was It'll hilarious. never be heard, though. That's the unfortunate part. It's only in our hearts no, and minds. No, we could explain that to people to are blue in the face, and they probably just won't they get would it. Not get it. Yeah, they won't get they it. would not get it. Like, you got to understand, everything on this show was about Boo Boo. We made a Boo Boo clothing line. It was a record label. Boo Boo record label. It was a rapper named Lil Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and we would do the voices. <laughs> Hey man, I'm Lil Boo Boo. <laughs> and then we had a uh, Bonesaw. Bonesaw was the traffic guy. Bonesaw, y'all who have seen Spider Man, uh, it was really it was really Randy Ooh, Savage. Saw is ready. <laughs> it was Randy. Tra- it was a uh, Randy Savage. He'd yeah, you'd be like, like Bonesaw traffic. <laughs> Hey, that shit was funny, bro. I ain't gonna lie. If I heard it today, I'd be like, man, that shit funny. Dog, bro. People probably turned this shit off already, yeah. but it's funny to us. Like, I don't give a yeah. fuck, man. And I remember doing the introductions, <laughs> like, you'd be like, hey, we're gonna start the show. We play the instrumental. And then I just jump on there. Boo-boo Radio is brought to you by... <laughs> and I would just freaking freestyle. I remember I got that voice from ESPN. That's the ESPN right. one. <laughs> like, brought to you brought by... by. <laughs> so I remember we were, we, were, we were playing, and I had no idea what I was going to say. I was just like, Boo-boo Radio is brought to you by... And I was like, shit. And I seen a, a, a socket. Because we were... Uh, yeah, outlet. Yeah. And my dumb ass was like, plugs. <laughs> and I was like, plugs? What the hell are you talking about? Like, I didn't even know what the hell the thing was called. But it, it but, like, in that moment... <laughs> We yeah. would just record it, we would rewind it, push play, and we would die laughing. And honestly, yes. for two kids who grew up so different and having those adversities and being yeah. mad at each other, those stupid moments were probably the moments where it didn't matter how old we were, yeah. who your friends were. Like, you weren't going and telling Mike and George about it, man. I'm making, like, that was like your secret, right? Like, you was living this secret life. You was big, bro. You yeah. was a big-ass kid. You was like, and you was a ladies' man, too. So underground you was, boo-boo you, you radio. You them girls like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, my, my name Nick, yeah. But when you go home, bro, you in there talking about boo-boo with your brother, bro. You can't even lie. Oh, shit. It's true. It's true. And you know what's crazy is that morphed into the Maddie Daddy show. Like, Yeah. It was really paying homage to what we used to do. Exactly. Like, when I started, the reason that happened is because, you know, Maddie, when she moved to Alabama for a little while, I remember I would rent a car because I didn't want to drive my car out there and put the miles on it. Shout out to my 99 Monte Carlo. That was the Pinmobile back in the day. I would rent a car. <laughs> I would rent a car and drive down to I Alabama. For, oh, I'm not trying to change the stuff. I remember for a while, like every car you had, you would like run it into something. You like have a headlight hanging off and stuff. For a while, bro. Like for a while, nah. you, you went through a series of some hoopties, dog. <laughs> 
I remember a funny story, bro. I remember we were across the street on Adolf doing and you bought a stick shift camera. camera. <laughs> I know you did not know how to drive that, though, because we'd be outside chilling. We'd be out there chilling, drinking and shit. They'd be like, hey, yo, your brother got a new car? I'm like, yeah. So you would come out, and I know you were proud of that car, bro, because at that time, you that was when you was rocking the tie. You'd be wearing a hoodie. You'd have them big old aviators on. you come out the house. Like, you about to do him while I get in the car. Blow the that boy be going down the street. Hey, and bro, as on the cool, that's why I love my Monte Carlo because it was yeah. like it was still a hoopty. It had a little dent in the front, I but it was clean you on got the, the inside. Monte Carlo when I got the Caprice. Yeah, it was that clean on. One. It was clean on you the inside. You know though. how I know that we wasn't cool back then? Was it? I never rode in that hoe, and you never rode in the Caprice. That's true. That's you stupid, I think, bro. I think you rode in my car. No. I'm pretty sure you rode in my car. Bro, we were brothers. We should have been like letting each other borrow cars. Like, hey man, let me borrow your car. We're going to go pick up some girls. Like, go get him. You know what I'm saying? Like, we that's true. We 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 could have had so much fun at Eighth Avenue. Yeah. If we wouldn't have been on our own. You know, I had shit. to. I had my plastic wood grain. Yeah. <laughs> plastic wood grain on my yeah. steering wheel. I thought I was the shit. Remember when you swipe my car and tried to leave and not tell nobody? And then Dad was like, "Man, what happened to that car?" He was like, "Man, it was dark. I couldn't see it." And then, yeah. You, was I drinking? I don't know. You hit my car. And, and you know, I had that imitation candy paint on it. So, Dad was like, look. And he, that was like, make a deal. He was like, you just pay for Josh's insurance. And he was like, all right. So, I thought you paid for my insurance, but you never did it. And I got pulled over. And I didn't have no insurance. I don't remember And I went to jail, bro. <laughs> it was like, you got insurance? I was like, yeah, my brother paid for it. <laughs> Dog. Bro, this I did swear. not. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, what? I swear. Okay, so you backed out one day. What was I, I don't driving? Know if you were going to McDonald's. What was I driving? You had I had the Caprice. So you had to have the Monte Carlo. Your well, I had the Camry and then the Camry. The Caprice. Oh, the whole line down the side. And I came out. You didn't even notice it. It was back when. You remember for a while, like you were just kind of distracted. You was working at AT&T. You was like going through like five phones a day. You was running into people's cars. You was going, you was going through some things, bro. So I you flushed my phone my down the toilet. Yeah. You scratched the car. And dad was like, hey, I was pissed. I was like, man, dad, I can't just get that car painted. And dad was like, look, we'll make a Are deal. you sure dad didn't scratch the car? No, you did it, bro. Listen to the story. I'm telling the truth. I'm not going to make this up. So I don't dad remember said, hey, look, dad told me that you agreed that you would Pay for like the first month of my insurance or the first two months of insurance to make it even. So I was like, all right, cool. So I got pulled over and I thought I had insurance because I was like, yeah, I got insurance. My brother's paying for it. They ran my license and I had like a noise ordinance because I was listening to music. I was swinging. So that gave me a legal lane change and I had no insurance. She's like, this is three things. I'm taking you to jail. They called the paddy wagon. They took me to jail, bro. And then the next day, you went and put insurance on I have the car. No, I have no recollection of this shit at all. How do you not remember that, bro? I, hey, I'm not, saying, okay, I'm so not you, saying it didn't happen. You don't remember me getting pulled over I do remember you going Caprice. to jail because you, you were swinging. Yeah, and I and, and I daddy jail, came. I didn't have insurance. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember the, those details of that but story. I'm not saying it's not true. Okay. Yeah, you was like, yeah, yeah. see, so we was both in our own worlds at that time. Yeah, I was going through some shit. Yeah, I was going through some shit. Um, so, no, I was working at McDonald's when that shit happened. That's probably why I didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was broke as fuck. I but, um, man, we got way off subject. What I was saying was, though, <laughs> I used to rent a car because I didn't want to take my Monte Carlo all the way to Alabama. I would rent a car and I'd go pick Maddie up. 
nine hour drive coming back from Alabama. Yeah. So I was like, hey, one day I was like, hey, Maddie, you know, you can hear yourself on the radio. We can make our own radio show. And that really is what, like, us doing commercial, like, me and her doing commercials and having stupid-ass sponsors, like, that was really, like you said, paying homage to the shit we used to do. We did a Maddie Daddy show, like, a year ago. She's too, she's too grown now. Yeah. You know, she's a girl, so girls mature fast. Me and you could do a boo-boo radio right now. As soon as we turn this shit off, we could do a <laughs> boo-boo radio and still be laughing yeah. at it. That shit was funny, though, at the time. Yeah. And, yeah. um... You know, thankfully, we are where we are. Thankfully, we did grow up. Because we know a lot of people that were doing stupid shit when we were doing the boob radio, and they're still doing stupid shit. That's so, true. you know, it's all about progressing. And, and trying to you know, they were doing dumber shit, you know. Correct. <laughs> they were Correct. doing yeah, much we stupid. We were breaking into houses and shit. We were yeah, just yeah, making yeah. boob radio yeah. shows. So, yeah, you got to give give that credit. It is what it is. We still managed to have children and get women, so. Yeah. I mean, that just shows there's somebody for everybody, I guess. Yeah. Shout out to Ileana, man. I know since that first episode I came on here. Uh, it's been a journey for us. Yeah. But uh, it's been definitely happy, you know, the direction. And like you said, when you it hit home and you're like, man, you forget. You think that who you are now is who you always been. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, man, like, I don't know why I got divorced. I'm a good ass dude. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, bro. Like, I was tripping. I was doing some dumb shit. And the reason yeah. why I'm able to become better is because I can admit my faults. The right. reason why you'd be able to become a better father, a better husband, is because you can admit those faults. And move forward. I've met people, somebody in very close to me, I can't get them to admit any fault in what they do. And we're having a lot of uh, disagreements, me and a particular yeah. family member. You got to be able to eat crow, man. I would I would be able to talk to you so much easier if I know you make mistakes too. When you present yourself as, oh, I'm just, oh, yeah. I did it right. Uh, you make it hard for me to talk to you because now you're telling me <laughs> that you're better exactly. than me because I make human decisions right my kids really changed everything around for me in the beginning like i said i wasn't the best husband but i was a, a, a good father and then i realized hey yeah part of being a father is being a good husband you probably admit your, to your, your kids man. when you fuck up now huh yeah. because of that i, I was i was um i told myself i talked to Eliana about like one day my Eliana is gonna be old enough to say hey dad i got some questions for you yeah and i've asked my parents I don't knock on my parents, but most of them always just tell me, oh, that other, your, your dad or your mama, <laughs> let me tell you about your mama. Right? I'm like, yeah. nah, at the end of the day, I'm not talking to mom. Yeah, yeah. So when I tell that story to Liciana, it's my job to tell Liciana where I went wrong. Right. Not where their mom went wrong. Exactly. Because that's between them and their mom. If their mom wants to come out and one day say, hey, this is where I went wrong. Right. But if her, their mom takes the approach of, well, your dad, your dad, your dad. Hey, that's cool. I'm not going to knock it. That's not what I'm going to do. Right. That's not my place to speak on your actions because there was actions that took place that I don't even know about because it was only you and God. Right. So I can only talk to you about the actions that happened with me that was only between me and God. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And that that's my approach on that. You know, you can't really speak for other people. And co-parenting is something that is really prevalent. I don't know all the details of your co-parenting, but I remember when y'all did like the birthday together and stuff like that. That's like, yeah. man, that's awesome. Um, you probably didn't never thought yeah. five, six years ago that that shit would ever happen. Yeah, uh, we 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 do a pretty good job, a really good job. I give my my daughter's mother and my wife, I give them credit, and that's a mature. I give man. myself that's, some credit too. That's a really yeah, and you know, level. you know, our dynamic is already awkward or it could right. be it could right. be awkward dynamic if we let it yeah but we just decided to put, maddie, put the kids first put maddie first yeah. yeah she's the most important thing and her being successful and you know being a teenager is hard bro you know that and when you're For a sure. teenager and you got to deal with your own shit on and top of your parents, parents acting shit like acting like yeah. it is like 
it can be yeah. too much. And I, I hope that Maddie yeah. appreciates and yeah. and understands like that she's in a pretty good spot. You know? I, I'm hoping so she's always gonna have her teenage moments, you know. Yeah. But I, I I set out a mission, dude, six, five six years ago when I was sleeping on somebody's couch. I said, "This is the last time I'm gonna do this, bro." I was like, it's not even about me. My daughter deserves better than this. My daughter deserves better than for, I can't bring her to my house to spend the weekend because I don't fucking have a house. Right. You know, or if we do get her, if I do get her for the weekend, we're hanging out at my friend's house. Right. Like, I don't have a bed for her to lay her head down in. And I said, I'm not doing this shit no more, dude. And the one thing I can do is I sit here and we're in here now, bro. When I think about those times, that's how I stay humble because I remember where I came from. It makes me appreciate what we do have and I and I love my wife and I appreciate her and I appreciate you know my my other two children. We just we worked hard to get here, bro, and I hope my kids when they become adults they don't forget that. Yeah. And that's, that's all true, I can man. do as their parent though is just do the best I can and eventually I'm going to have to let them go. Yeah. And just hope I did my best. What I did know? was uh one of the things cuz you got to realize 2 years ago I'm going through a reboot in my life too. I mean mm-hmm. I'm, I'm living on I'm saying on a, I'm going from August, actually, it was in August. So yeah. It was two years ago to the month. Yeah. And I forget, it's not been that much time because so much has happened. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm happily in a relationship, like a serious relationship yeah. with Ileana. And like, but two years ago, I was going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I remember on August 1st, I went on family vacation. On August 4th, I was told, hey, I don't want to, I can't do it no more. Yeah. By the 28th, by the end of the month, it was clear as day. Yeah. This was done. And it was kind of like side swiping, you know? And you hit that rock bottom and you think, man, it's just done. It's just over. There's nothing yeah. there. You know, but I kept fighting for my kids. Mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of motivational stuff, which yeah. I used to make fun of mom. Mom, you listen to Tony Robbins? You listen to... <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I send it to you in the morning because, like, yeah. dude, when I, I was waking up every morning watching the news and it was just putting me in the funk. I'm watching them talking about triple homicides and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I started just putting on inspirational... It might not necessarily be Tony Robbins or something, but just yeah. some positive compilations to get up in the morning. To get you get my all day gassed going. up. And uh, there was a, a couple of them that helped me make it through my whole divorce. One of them was called I Do Not Quit. It was only three minutes. Yeah. And I would listen to that shit every day, bro. Just don't quit. Don't yeah. quit. Don't quit. And um, there was one in particular that I listened to recently, and I think I sent it to you, which you're talking about passing on to your kids. Yeah. But he re- he relays he relates life to a relay race, uh, the um, the four by. The t- batons. Yeah, with the batons. Yeah. You know, when when he, you, know, you get your opportunity, you run as fast as you can, and eventually you say, stick. Yeah. And you're passing that baton to your kids. Mm-hmm. And if you're not running as hard as and fast as you can, you, you know, that you're not putting them in position to win the race. Exactly. And that's all I want, you know, like at the end of the day, um, I'm not trying to do a whole bunch of stuff like, oh, I'm going to just not do enough for my kids now. But I'll see you on Afterlife and then we'll <laughs> kick it and <laughs> right. we'll be cool. Like, nah, man, yeah. I'm, 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 this is the only life that I know factually. Yes. You can have faith in anything. Uh-huh. But I haven't really talked to anybody who's passed away, so I don't know what it holds. Yeah, so faith I, is faith is believing in something that yeah. you don't you, see. Yeah, you don't really know exactly. So yeah. this is the only one I know for sure. Yeah, and tomorrow's not promised. Yeah, and I'm gonna be so damned if gonna, I leave my kids nothing. Correct, and I'm gonna try to do the best I can while I can with what I can to put them at least in position. It ain't about being rich, bro. No. It ain't about having material things. It's about just being good people, showing people love, being caring, being respectful. Yeah. Be a hard worker. Don't like I you talked about when George met you and he was like, You're a hard working guy. You worked your way up. I came in, the same thing happened. Yeah. 
I'm in management now. I realize how hard it is to find people that just want to go to work. Yeah. You just want to build character. And at the end of the day, money comes and goes. And that's the, the battle with spoiling them when they right. realize that, hey, work goes into this. Yes. And there's little things I try to do. Like, hey, y'all, in order to watch TV, y'all got to do the dishes or something like that. But I need to be more yeah. consistent in it. Because they have to realize that hard, you don't just get rewarded yeah. for nothing. Like, yeah. You know, this, this, as a matter of fact, you get shit on for <laughs> you get work. shit on more than you get rewarded. Correct. And and in, in, in all actuality. Correct. You know, and that's what I try to tell my kids. Like, <laughs> it's first of all, I'm like, you have an opportunity to make the best. Like you live in a house where there's an environment where we encourage you to do good in school. We encourage you to get a higher education if that's the way you want to go or learn a trade. We encourage you to do something that's going to help you provide for yourself and your family and hopefully live a good life. Yeah. You know, I came from a home where we were just always looking to the future, what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The, everything here was temporary, you know. So don't so do anything. Don't, yeah. Just, just wait. <laughs> just have faith and wait because yeah. the real life is in the next life. Yeah. It's not this one. So don't take care. Of you. Don't put yourself in position to do anything. Yeah, and I what I, what ended up happening is, I mean, let's face it, my life is pretty much half over, and I just now recently started trying to make moves. You know, yeah. and I don't want that imagine, for my children. Imagine what you could have did if you would have been inspired from a young age. Anything's possible. Yeah, go for your dreams. Hey, you can do it, and that's Absolutely. what I try to do for my kids. Yeah, and and he, I, I was at the barbershop today. Shout out to State of the Art Barbershop. What to do ever? <laughs> Come sit in the chair, bro. I can't sit in your chair no more, yeah. but you can sit in mine. <laughs> I went out there to, uh, today, and I was talking to I got a new barber. They got his name was Vic, and we were talking about how you get older and you see twenty year olds, twenty two year olds, and you're like, man, they look like babies. You see high schoolers, but you remember as a kid, like you remember seeing Michael Jordan. I thought they were like thirty and forty years old because we associated them with grown ups. Yeah. And if we probably would have understood then as a child that, hey, these people are 19, 18, they're kids, and they're, yeah. ma- they're living their dreams, it would have inspired us that, hey, anything's possible. Yeah. But I, when I was a kid, I was convinced those are old-ass people. <laughs> right. They're, they're in the NBA because they're in their 50s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand. I remember yeah. thinking 20 was old. Yeah. And now I'm looking at, like, Deshaun Watson. He's a kid yeah. making millions, living his dream just because he put in the work. Yeah. And outworked everybody else. And, 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 and it's like, man, that's possible. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times where we grew up, it really wasn't instilled in us that no. anything is possible. I was probably told more that nah, you can't do that than anything. I yeah, remember absolutely. we uh, we had a part with a family part, like at, at the you know at one of the the church, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and um, we had to just come up with a fake scenario. And even in the scenario was me and you. You telling me how it was stupid that I wanted to be a NASCAR driver. And it's funny that we thought about that because that was life at home. It was like you wanted to do something. It didn't matter. Like when Eliciana comes to me and sometimes she'll come to me with some really funky stuff like that. You want to work at Target. And it's like hard to be like, yeah, baby, you can do it. But I'm not going to tell her no. Yeah, I was like, yeah. hey, you might want to work at Target for a little bit. But yeah, you, you I want you yeah. to have your goals a little bit bigger than working at Target. Like, I need you to have some some better goals, bro. Hey, so, man, they got that good fellow brand. Hook Uncle Nick up. Yeah. I feel you, though, dog. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but everything that I was passionate about and loved to do and got excited about, I was told, no, nah, you can't do that. Correct. Whether it was music. Correct. Whether it was basketball. Correct. 
whether it was radio. Correct. Like I remember, I was there, and I was like, um, "What is wrong?" I do. I felt guilty about myself. I was like, "Why do I love everything that's wrong? Everything that I love, everything I want to do is wrong. You can't do that. Can't, can't, can't. And it was like, stuff that your body was naturally wanting to do. Yeah, and like me with basketball, it was me with football, and I was told the same thing. And yeah. I had a. I had the talent the same way you did. When you went on the basketball court, coaches talking to you, bro, I had the same thing. I had the speed. I had the upper body strength. I had the yeah. I, I didn't play until senior year in high school because mom was like, hey, yeah. go for it. And I came, dude, I came from the street, being a kid playing on the street to make a football team with yeah. kids that been playing since they were peewee. And, and I was right there with Texas them. Texas City ain't no joke of a football team, bro. Bro, I was right there with them. What caught yeah. me, what, what, what fucked me up? It was I ain't played this shit since I was read, a kid. You couldn't read so, the playbook. So when we huddled up, and that motherfucker said, left, right, juju, goo, goo, boo, boo, goo, juju. I was like, what? I was like, hey, man, after y'all caught a play, can you just tell, like, boo, 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 like, man, I ain't seen that shit on Madden before. Where the fuck is I playing at? I'm like, man, post slant, man. I'm trying to run a post slant. That's what got me. But it was inspiring to me. But even in that moment, I still had an opportunity to learn that playbook, but I let fear get the best of me. Yeah, I was. I had it instilled in me that something, like so many times in my life, I wish I'd take chances. And right now, I'm at the point in my life where I take chances and I speak up for myself. Yeah, there was a certain point in time where I never spoke up for myself, bro. Yeah. Um, when we worked at A to Z, there was some bullshit going on there, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I want to say something, but I didn't have the heart. And I get into it sometimes well, with my boss. It's good now. to know when to pick your spots too, bro. Yeah. And that's part of growing yeah, up. Yeah, but sometimes you just got to, like, in a respectful way. Yeah. You don't have to disrespect somebody. You don't have to act a fool. That's but true. But you can let somebody know, hey, look, I'm a man first. Yeah. I'm going to treat you with respect. You treat me with respect. Y'all not finna run over me here. Yeah. Y'all not finna just do me any kind of way. I'm just asking y'all. Yeah, you can do that in a respectful way. That's true. You don't have to go up in there like Ice Cube <laughs> and destroy your, 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 you know, your boss's office. But you can do it in a respectful way. And there's a lot yeah. of people that just get ran all over. And I just didn't want to be that. Yeah, that's true. I think most of our positive, out, our ambitious qualities, our outgoing qualities are we can do it. We learned it on our own. Yes. Separately. Because you didn't get it from me. I didn't get it right, from you. Right, right. Um, own way. To be honest with you, I, I feel like had me to, and you are a lot positive now than we used to be. There was absolutely. a point in time when you were very negative. I was very well, negative. Well, what, what happened is, is I went through some negative shit and I came out the other side and I realized it was possible. Once mm -hmm. I did that, I was I realized what I was capable of. Yeah. And it didn't matter what church you went to or what. Right. Yeah. I realized, like, yeah. I'm capable of getting some shit done and facing some ad adversity Correct. so why don't i work harder to try to do more and do bigger things oh yeah and it took going through that it took being around I've, I've stated this before being around people like my wife yeah who she's just a go-getter bro like it don't matter what it is people like chris my brother-in-law like it took being around those type of people who were finally i was like what am i doing i'm sitting there people bullshitting. that weren't raised hey you can't do it People yeah, like, and I used to sit around mad at them because they had passion for what they did and they had energy and they were excited. Yeah. And instead of being happy with them and celebrating with them, like I was bitter as fuck, dog. I was looking, I was being a hater. Like <laughs> that's really what I was doing. Because yeah, you're basically saying, no point in dreaming. We're just, I just can't wait to, to just die because then in yeah. the next life, everything will be good. Yeah. That's so stupid. I was I, being I, such a fucking hater, yeah. though. Well, yeah, for real. Because what? I wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. And you get mad at other people that are aspiring. <laughs> I remember yeah. I was talking to Ever about his childhood because he's younger than me. And, you yeah. know, he's got two barbershops now. He's doing his thing. 
And yeah. he was telling me that it was his dad. It was his dad. Like he was like, hey, during the summer, y'all you gonna have some lawnmowers, y'all gonna do something, you're gonna make your own money. Right. It it's just possible. So that hustler, that entrepreneur in him came from a young age. Right. And that's a great quality to have. I'm not gonna hate on the next man. I'm gonna try to learn it my best now and try to give it to my kids. Yeah. And I can't you, you can't really sit down too much and complain too much about shit that happened when you're a kid. It's really unfortunate. You can't there's a lot of kids that have way worse childhoods than us, right. way worse circumstances. Yeah. We've been both through some some effed up stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we have an opportunity to to teach our kids. That's yeah. what I used to do. I used to be like, oh, the reason I ain't doing shit is because my mom and daddy said I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, but nigga, you 32, 33, 34 years old. You don't yeah. live with your mom and daddy no more. Yeah. Like, get off your ass and get some shit done. And that's right. what I finally decided to do oh, yeah. when I took the leap to start this podcast. And like, I don't have this illusion that this podcast is... It's not nothing but manifestation of me setting a goal and fucking doing it. Yeah. If me and you are the only people who listen yeah. to this, yeah. I'm going to already be satisfied with what I've done Correct. because I'm using the creative energy that I had inside of me and I want to share it with the world. And if they sh- they listen to it and they enjoy it, perfect. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm going to have it on wax for myself to say yeah. I did that. Yeah. My kids, my great can my grandkids, my great grandkids, they'll we'll, be able to listen we'll back never to leave it. The, we'll, you'll never lose these boo boo tapes. You know <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. They'll be there forever. But that's awesome, though. It's the manifestation, like you said, is at the end of the day, us kid that will always believe the things he wouldn't, couldn't happen, decided he wanted to do something that made mm-hmm. it happen. Yeah. And if that's not a, a victory story, then that shit, I don't know what is. Yeah. If it, if it just for that. Uh, at least, you, at least your podcast started for humble reasons. It's not like shit. I want to get rich, and um, yeah, yeah, you just started doing it because you're like, man, you know what? There was a point in time when I could have never thought this was possible. Yeah, and even when you told me, I wonder, like, not that I doubted you, but I was yeah. Like, but I've I've said that I'm gonna do yeah. a lot of shit in the yeah. past. I remember. I remember. I used to. Uh, I used like, to tell all the girls I was going to the studio, yeah, drop my I album. That. <laughs> I remember that shit with the studio. I'm going to the studio, like, drop my album. I mean, I'm like. <laughs> I ain't never seen you at no studio. I mean, you might have been going, bro, but I was hating on you because we were just, we were like raised to be we haters. Were raised how, we, to hate, yeah. how we came out, the player haters, haters ball. Bro, how we, came, how we grew up not being a hater, because I'm so the opposite of a hater. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm so for anybody getting up and getting it, doing their thing. Yeah. I'm not going to hate on you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy when I see people come up. Yeah. But I don't know how we weren't raised haters, bro. Like, for real, I mean, we, we used be, to be. Uh, we used to be. Somewhere along the way, we turned it around for ourselves. Yeah. So it's no excuse. My childhood this, and I wasn't ready. I didn't get that. Yeah. You got to turn around for yourself. It's the same thing I say for people who are like, yeah. oh, they say racist shit, but they're like, oh, that's just how I was raised. Yeah, nah, bro. Nah, bro. Yeah. At a certain point, you're an adult. You yeah, got to make a decision. You got to yeah. make a decision on how, how, how what type of person you're going to be. Hell so yeah. I feel you on that, dog. Man, We I've had a good time having this conversation, man. <laughs> you said from the jump. You was like, bro, all we got to do is turn the mics on yeah. and do our thing. Well, the game that's good is a lot of the shit we never talked about. Yeah. So, so when, when we're putting on the mic, some of this is just conversation. It's I'm just straight sure we, we went for a, a long time, but yeah, at the end of the raw. day. It would have been a little bit longer if the damn recording hadn't stopped. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We made we it been, for it. We've been running for a little over an hour now. Yeah. And I know you got to get back to to the L, man. So yes, sir. I want to thank you very much for coming through in the clutch again. No problem, uh, you know this chair is always open to you, brother. That's what's up. And uh, I want to thank. I got love for the the spirit sniffers. Yes, sir. I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in, even when we do these off the cuff, ain't no preparation. <laughs> like, um, 
I'm going to have to find out a solution to to getting guests to commit, man. I understand that things happen. I don't know. I I can't open the checkbook right now. It's so on. you got a free pizza. You know what? I need come to that's, start on. offering food. Well, this is what I do want to do. Okay, so <laughs> let me let all the spirit sniffers know that the spirit swag store fulfillment times are basically back to normal uh, after COVID-19. There's very few items that you have a slightly longer fulfillment time. But if you go to spiritswagstore.com, um, on every Wednesday, what I'm going to do every Wednesday, we're going to have a 20% off sale on everything in there. Every Wednesday, go to the Spirit Swag store. We want you guys to get you some Spirit Swag and support. Um, we have the Caitlin Strong collection where we're sending all those proceeds uh, to the Houston Women's Center. And um, I just I really appreciate you guys. The people who have purchased our stuff already, I thank you so much. But what I want to start doing is if people come in, I want to give them some merch, man. Get them a T-shirt. Get them yeah. a hat. Get them... You know, like show, bot, show their appreciation. Bot. Yeah, because I oh, know, <laughs> because I know that I'm taking time out of your schedule, um, to to come on my show, and I really appreciate it, dog. We're supposed to have a hypnotist on on the 26th, and dealing with all these, <laughs> dealing with all of these. I ain't coming back to your house, dog. Your ass gonna be levitating, shit. <laughs> We're supposed to have a hypnotist on on the 26th. But doing all these cancellations and like and plus the move and getting settled in the house, I forgot to call this lady when I said I was gonna call her. And now she's damn near like ready to cancel on me. So what I need the spirit sniffers to do is I need you to go to Rose Kong Klein's Facebook and tell her that you <laughs> she has to come on the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast. Let her know I'm a good dude. It's been a rough couple weeks. I told her this is not a representation of what we normally do. Uh, her name is Rose Kong Klein. She's a hypnotist here in the Houston area. Please, we want you to come on the show. Uh, we want you to make Chris Clark bark like a dog or cluck like a chicken, some shit. <laughs> no, yeah. what she does, she hypnotizes people for weight loss and quit smoking. Have you ever seen Get Out, bro? <laughs> yes, I've seen <laughs> Get Out. I will not but be she's, over here. But she's no, Asian, Shout out so to her I can... And, uh, I can She's Asian, so okay. Yeah, like she's, what was her name again? Her name is Rose Kong Klein. Rose, bring yes, yes. I'm and sure. look, I know, I know that if she comes, um, I'm gonna have to make up for the fact that you know I, I miss making that phone call. But I know if she comes, I feel like she's gonna enjoy it. I hope the spirit sniffles will let her know um, that she would enjoy it as well. So we thank you guys for tuning in, Josh. Thanks for coming through in the clutch. No I want to thank all of our sponsors and affiliates, uh, the UrbanSoapBar.com. Go on there and get you some DIY soap making kits. Stephen Terry Pest Elimination. He's right here in Deer Park. He's the best in the biz. You guys uh, Google him. Pull him up on, on Facebook. He's world famous. Y'all check him out. If it's scary, call Stephen Terry. Then I want to thank Banerjee Plastic Surgery for offering uh, their affiliation program. Uh, you guys go to BanerjeePlasticSurgery.com. You're going to get $1,000 off any procedure that you do. Ass and titties, brother. That's what, we, that's what we're trying to hook him up with. <laughs> oh, by the way, Banerjee Plastic Surgery said I could use the phrase, phrase ass and titties. You and say that if we, you mentioned Middle Age Spirit Podcast, you get $1,000 off, something like that? Yes, you get $1,000 off of any procedure. I get two because I'm your brother. Uh, you you know got to talk saying? to my wife, baby. She's the one. She's the one to talk to. Yeah. She can hook it up. Buy one booty cheek, get the other booty cheek free. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Ellie been down. She been like, man, I don't know, man. She be like, telling you, I don't know if they'll quiz you. I don't know if they'll quiz you. 
to make sure you actually listen, but you'll be straight on that. Man, I'll be like, man. They might be like, on episode, on episode 17. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Uh, one day I'm going to come on this motherfucker and I'm going to be scheduled. But uh, you see, you know, I, I You I were scheduled you in episode seven. Stop, stop. But yes, well, you did come through in the clutch I mean, and I appreciate yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I do know what you mean. We had to get Illy on here too one time because the last time she really didn't talk. But uh, well, we'll do that season three or four or something like that. Hopefully, you, hopefully look, by it. I'm going to get canceled on again. So yeah. <laughs> just keep your cell phone by your side. <laughs> yeah, we, we do need to get Illy on though because I want to talk to the woman who straightened your ass out. We got to see. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna, when you were mentioning the sponsors, <laughs> I was going to mention her. Like, man, shout out to her because, uh, you know, she be holding it down. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, Man, definitely uh, somebody important in my corner. Keep my for sure, keep me for on sure. straight and narrow. Yeah, we'll we'll make that happen, dude. But I, like I said, I appreciate you coming again, guys. Uh, we're gonna be back next week. Wheel of Spirit is next week, and Ricky, my buddy from the Marines, my buddy from our former band Apollo's Fall, he'll be here to play the Wheel of Spirit with us. You guys don't want to miss that. I'm saying it out loud, motherfucker. So you better be here. All right, man. Thanks again, Josh. Guys, I love you. I'm gonna get out of here for my brother Joshua Stevenson. My name's Nick Stevenson, and we will see y'all next time. All right, Joe. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast with Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.